This episode of podcast is brought to you by Murder Incorporated, now featuring our new kitchen cutlery set, perfectly designed for chopping up bodies almost like butter. Murder Incorporated, kill to win. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that goes bump in the night. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to talk about the importance of movie monsters. And I, I've been literally thinking about the, this topic since like maybe... Since I was born. Since I was born. Maybe like July or June. Yeah. I was like, this is something that like just fits so well with like the horror theme of like the month. Yeah. Um, And it, and there's a, a deep love that I have for movie monsters. Yeah. Um, I think it's like one of the... Not to be confused with... Monsters, yes, by, which uh, just came out, which immediately went to Netflix, of course, and it's terrible. Well, yeah, it Rob looks horrible. <laughs> oh man, you know, I had a little bit of faith in him. No, I was like, it was, no, I was like no. he likes. Once I saw that trailer, I was like, oh yeah. no. Once I saw them go to color, I was like, okay, you're yeah. out. <laughs> the costumes literally look like costumes. Yeah, they look like spirit Halloween costumes, <laughs> which I don't know if like, that's kind of like the point. Cause like the monsters themselves looked kind of like spirit Halloween ish. Oh man. But the rough. color def- definitely does not help. Yeah. The whole appeal of it was that like they were in black and white. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, movie monsters. Uh, I, I have a real deep love for them cause like, it's just something that's like so easy. Like I, I feel like there's, there's definitely like different types of horror films when you have stuff where it's like, you know, you have the murderers, you have the possessions, you have the aliens, and then you have the monsters. And I think, like, monsters are, like, more or less, like, the original embodiment of horror. Yeah. Like, you look back to something where it's, like, one of the very first, like, monster movies ever made. Like, you you have, in 1920, you have uh, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari which is a silent film, which is the first ever zombie film. And the idea of, like, a singular zombie having this, like, voodoo possession to go out and, like, murder. Yeah. And then, like, a couple years down the line, you have Nosferatu, where it's, like, one of the first, like, vampire films. Which Robert Eggers is remaking. Yes, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> <laughs> like, the second that you attached, like, both those names, I was like, I'm in it. Yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah. Um, But I definitely think that, like, there are, like, different forms of, like, monsters that, like, have different meanings and, like, different ideas and what they kind of, like, represent for films. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know, like, what you kind of, like, ended up, like, writing down, like, what you kind of took away from this one. I think that there's an interesting topic of the monsters, like, the misunderstood monsters versus the pure evil monsters that Mm -hmm. are just created because they are there to murder. Yes. Like... You know, the misunderstood monster, the the most easy one to go to, but you know, the reason why it's it's so easy to go to is because it's tried and true and, and he's and he's just iconic mm-hmm. is Frankenstein. Absolutely. Uh you've read the book? I have actually. Okay, so Yeah, Mary then, Shelley's. Yeah, yeah. So uh you, you realize that oh, the monsters is us. Yes. And not I've always Dr. Frankenstein's monster. Yes. I've always loved that. Because really, the horror in that film is less about Frankenstein's monster and more about the evil that is the pursuit of science. Like, how far are you willing to go where it's like you play God? Right. 
And I think like a lot of like the universal monsters yeah. have that effect of like the misunderstood. Yeah, I think they made it. A, I think they made a really bad mistake trying to make like Michael Myers have like this backstory because because mm-hmm. Michael Myers is kind of on the opposite end end right. Yes. Like the original John Carpenter's Michael Myers, who is. A monster of sorts, yes. you know. He is the. I listen. I, I told you this before. Like I throw stuff like slashers, like yeah, like things like Jason, Michael Myers, like Freddy. Like yeah. those are considered monster, like movie monsters to me. Right. Yeah. Because you know, I, I iconically, everybody always says like, oh, you know, he's not supposed to have a backstory. He's mm-hmm. just supposed to be the living embodiment of evil. Yes. Like and he that's is... what works for the first Halloween. Yes. When you start getting into Halloween four and five, <laughs> the when, return of Michael when, Myers, when they're, when they're having him like in the fucking caves doing mm-hmm. like satanic rituals and stuff, I'm like, oh no, yeah. like this, we need to stop giving him backstory and whatnot. But you have you have Frankenstein's monster whose name is Frankenstein's monster. It's just the monster. It's yes. not Frankenstein, which is also something that happens with a lot of people. Everybody they, they always call him Frankenstein. It's mm-hmm. not what it's doc. It's Frankenstein is the doctor. Yes. (laughs) The monster is the monster. Yes. Um, And you have like this really misunderstood creature who didn't ask. I wasn't asked to be born, mom. (laughs) It's like I, he was brought, he was put together by Mm -hmm. a culmination of all these different people and brought back to life, as you were saying, in the pursuit of science and then is seen by the world and as us as a society completely misunderstood and mm-hmm. just sees how horrific he is and immediately says that is a creature that we need to get the fuck out of this town and we need to kill because you know we're scared of it yeah and even even to like the most misunderstood scene from it was like when he's playing with the little girl by like the pond yeah and and like is show like she's showing him the flower and it's like she throws the flower into the pond and him being alive for 20 minutes <laughs> is like, oh, let me throw you into the pond. It's the same thing. Yeah. And it's that misunderstanding of like, I didn't know what that meant. And now everybody hates me. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dr. Frankenstein is still just kind of like the like the town hero almost where it's like, oh, he's he's the most medically advanced person in the town. Yeah. So why would he make something like this? Obviously, it's not his fault. Right. But it still drives him insane. Yeah. And I, I do appreciate, like, in that time era of, like, that Universal Monsters films because, like I said, a lot of them are, like, that misunderstood. But there was also, like, this code back then where it's, like, if you had a horror movie, if you had, like, a monster movie, they had to be killed or destroyed by the end of it. Yeah. And I think, beautifully, the way that you get around that for the sequel of Bride of Frankenstein was that you literally had an actress come on being Mary Shelley and being like, no, this is like the true story of how it ended. And it's like at the end with like the, the windmill, like it crashed down, but he like escaped through it. Yeah. And then was able to tell like the story that is more aligned with the book, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Obviously like you have the bride, but like that's like the, the first like, hour is like really descriptive of like how the book is written yeah and i think that is a really creative way during that time area to continue a story for horror films mm-hmm. yeah now we talked about metaphors with the with like a couple of monsters yeah um i wrote down a couple that like i really feel like are like really tried and true 
um to like the time era because like metaphors for monsters are like bread and butter almost like we talked about it in like the last um like episode of just discussion and it's like it's just so easy almost to make a monster represent something yeah even if you don't really realize what it is right so it's like you know you have stuff where it's like zombies where it's a literal thing of infection like disease you have something that i i have watched everything of but like godzilla godzilla is literally a destructive force that represents like nuclear um like nuclear weapons right like he is the embodiment of like a nuke yeah and it's like this is what happens when you go too far yeah one that like I thought was really creative was Lon Chaney Jr.'s The Wolfman. Yeah. Um, actually represents homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Like, it is this idea that, like, you know, during the day, you're wearing a suit prim and proper, and then by night, like, you're... You're gaying uh, it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's like the, uh, the old idea of, like, you're a beast because it wasn't, like, something that was accepted back then. Yeah. And it's like, you never think about that, but, like werewolves have been around for like almost since the beginning of horror yeah and the original idea was that and i think that that's like really cool like for what metaphors can mean for monsters yeah i talk about all the time too with like one of my favorites the thing like the thing itself representing the cold war of like not knowing like who we can trust and like who we can rely on is genius Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think uh there's there's so many things that you can do with a with like one single creature representing so much mm-hmm. and then building how everybody reacts to that creature uh you know that is what that's what you base your story on right mm-hmm. is you 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 start with your premise which is okay the cold war now let's make it horror yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it's like all right now how do we do that and it's so cool to be able to 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 be able to see kind of like the seed of of you know planting the seed of this is what it's actually about and that's kind of what we were talking about um a few episodes ago about that fine line right like Mm -hmm. you, you need to have your metaphors which are great but you also need to make a horror movie Mm -hmm. so that that balancing act of making a horror film that is actually scary and that actually works as a horror movie and, and it stands alone as that. But then you can also have those metaphors and those themes that if you, if you dig into it a little bit, you can, you can pull those out as well. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. And then there's the opposite end, which is let's just make a fucking creature that has nothing to do with any metaphors or no mm-hmm. themes at all. We are simply just making a fun movie and those are great too. Yeah. Uh, one that I always, one of my favorite creatures that I feel like nobody talks about, uh, and nobody, he never gets any like credit is the, the monster from Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. He's fucking cool as shit. He, he he's like cool. a Western ass. <laughs> like he's got his hat. He, he's he's fucking, got the big ass wings, yeah. like the, the weird open mouth. Yeah. For he's cool as hell. I love him. Mm-hmm. I love that guy. I'm always a big fan of like, like the xenomorph and like the predator. Yeah. I think they're just like really, really stellar designs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I was leading to like my next point too of like creativity when yeah. it comes to like movie monsters. Like you really have like no rhyme or reason that like 
says, like, this is what it's supposed to you be. You can go so far. Yes. Like, even when you look at, like, certain, like, monsters that have been established since, like, the beginning. Like, again, like, werewolves, vampires. It's like, you look at, like, the range of, like, what ones look like. Yeah. Like, you have American Werewolf in London, which is one of the better looking werewolves to me. Yeah. And then you have something where it's like, I watched the other day, like, Silver Bullet, the Stephen King uh, book that was adapted into a film. No, I don't think I've seen it. Super weird. Gary Busey's, like, the main character. Nice. But, like, the werewolf looks more like a bear. Mm. And it's like, that That kind of works. Yeah. Um, and then you have, like, stuff like Bela Lugosi's Dracula, which is very, like, prim and proper and very, like, romanticized. Yeah. And then you have 30 Days of Night vampires, which look like they're just piranha people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which yeah. that movie actually kind of holds up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually sure. really like that film. <laughs> <laughs> I like, uh, I, you know, and, I mean, yeah, you can go so far, too, where it's like, the zombies, like, if you go into, like, the, the world of zombies, because, like, 30 Days a Night, I guess they're vampires, but they're also, like, these weird zombies, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of, like, oh, you have the really slow-walking zombies, mm-hmm. and then you have the ones that sprint. Yes. Like, fucking Day Z, or whatever. Or, not, not yeah, Day Z, no, what is it called? Fucking, uh, What's that movie with Brad Pitt? Oh, God. Whatever. Z. World War Z. World War Z. Yes. Yeah, 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 that movie. That shitty movie. Yeah, yeah, but they're, like... AIDS will save us. Hordes, like, hordes and hordes mm-hmm. of uh, of zombies, and they're just, like, so intense, and they're running all over each other. And then, I'm, you know, one of the most famous scenes of that film, and I think that the, the scene that sticks the most is... Uh, the tower the scene. tower when mm-hmm. they're like climbing over and they're building themselves on the wall mm-hmm. and it's just like oh man like could you really imagine creatures like that mm-hmm. coming at you like what would you do like you just gotta you just lay down and mm-hmm. just take yeah, it. you're just like i'm done <laughs> yeah i'm not fucking even gonna try i mean same thing too like 28 days later like that yeah. those types of zombies are really cool because it's like again it's 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 an infection yeah it's not like a normal zombie virus that like yeah. You have where it's like, you know, you look at stuff like Night of the Living Dead where it's like, oh, if you get bitten, then you become a zombie. Right. Like you have 28 days later where it's like these are fast, crazy zombies because it's an infection. It almost like enrages people. Yeah. And like it's literally just like blood that gets in. Like if you if you cut one of them and then you also have a cut and the blood gets into it, you're infected. Yeah. And I think that's like a really cool design, too, for one of the better i think like one of one of the most like kind of abstract and easy stories to tell of zombie films yeah it just works really well um you also have an idea too where it's like practical effects versus like cgi when it comes to creativity yeah like, like listen, obviously listen practical effects are tried and true it's and they're the, best the best way to do it yeah if you can if you can afford to do it and and uh you actually have like really good special effects artists I mean, listen, there's a reason why we always reference the thing. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why we always go back to it. I mean, it is unbeatable. Mm-hmm. It's unbeatable. There's nothing, there's no other movie, honestly, that has done body horror as good as that film, in my opinion. Yeah. It's it's the best. Mm-hmm. It's it, it just works in every level. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, there are some instances where it's like, you know, CGI might be easier and maybe you can get, like bigger design than what you wanted but again too you look at like old school stuff where it's like again you look at like godzilla it was just a guy in a suit and then you built like a miniature city yeah it's like you can do cgi but 
you you also have the tools there too to do practical effects. Yeah. Like the, again, like there there's not very very many situations where it's like CGI actually works in horror. Yeah, I, th- I mean it's got to be done really really well. I think like the only one that I can think of off the top of my head where it's like it worked was like the red ghosts in uh, Crimson Peak. They did not work. They worked. I'm sorry, Zach. They, they worked. They did not work. <laughs> I, I thought it looked good. <laughs> um, but yeah, like practical effects always, always, always will top it. Yeah, I mean, I even think about. Um, I know it gets a lot of shit, but again, maybe uh, it's maybe it's a nostalgic thing that that uh, that that it is for me. But I I like the original uh, it with Tim Curry playing I do too. playing Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Skarsgård didn't do a bad job, but like no, just the movie sucks. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Like even like that kind of monster, like because that is kind of the the pinnacle of like clown. Like when you think clown, mm-hmm. you think Pennywise, and I think that's why clowns are scary to people. Yeah. Well, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, too. I love that movie. <laughs> uh, it's coming back. I, I fucking love that they're movie. They're making a second one, which I'm a little scared about. Yeah, because they're probably going to ruin it. But yeah. it's, I, I, dude, honestly, I showed my girlfriend Killer Clowns, mm-hmm. and she couldn't get through it. <laughs> they really? they freaked her out. Mm-hmm. The, the, the design of the clowns mm-hmm. freaked her out so much that she was like, I'm uncomfortable. I can't watch this. And I'm like, good, good. And it's crazy too because it's like that movie should have been just like a B list like. Cult oh my classic. god, it's so fucking, but it's so good. But like, but you have shit where it's like it's now in Spirit Halloween where you can dress up as them. Yeah. So it's like it obviously hit a note with people. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 remake of the Blob, like the one that was actually pretty good. Where oh the, the 1989 one. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that one had some really cool horror and body oh, yeah. horror and people getting fucking destroyed. Yeah. Uh, really good stuff with that. And like that's cool too because. You're making something that visually isn't very scary really scary, and that's that's an interesting movie monster. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's literally just a blob with no features. It's just a ball of mush. Well, that's why I always go back to like one of my favorites of the stuff, like where it's literally just like a, an alien yogurt. That's oh, like right. Making... I think I think that's like a like a ripoff from the blob. Uh, kind of, but yeah. not really. But like, it it doesn't go full on that force of like, oh, it's just like coming at you like in a big wave. It's like, oh, it's inside people. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's more. It's more of a movie about like commercialism, but like, let's talk about themes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. I think that that's an interesting topic too, right? It's like, oh, the blob is not very visually scary, mm-hmm. but the things that it does mm-hmm. is is horrific. So now you're making this sort of if you pass it on the street. You'd be like, whatever that is, yeah. okay. Just I'm not scared of it. And, but, but now then, that it's massive because it's eaten twelve it's people, eaten people, and you've seen the carnage that it can do, and you see the the legs and the arms, uh, getting fucking snapped and broken mm-hmm. and all that, and people melting and all that. It's like it it it, it makes something so non scary really fucking scary. Yeah, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I think honestly that is more impressive than uh making a truly horrific creature because obviously that's going to be scary, mm-hmm. right? Like if you, if you have a really good makeup artist and, and, and you, and you come up with a really freaky design, it's going to be scary. Mm-hmm. But if you have something so simple of just a blob yeah, and that's scary to people, that's honestly kind of more impressive. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the same thing too, where it's like, I, I think I talked about it in the last episode, but it's like, Again, the less you show of me, yeah, the more I'm into. Yeah. Like 
The other day, I rewatched Into the Mouth of Madness. And it might be the best H.P. Lovecraft, like, cosmic horror film ever made. Mm. I, I honestly believe that after watching it. Like, it just fits so many of the tropes. But it's like, you showed the monsters for maybe, like, a second. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's a quick thing. And it's, like, just enough for my brain to register, like, what they look like. Yeah. But not comprehend, like, everything about them. Yeah. And that's smart in terms of, like, making a film because it's like, oh, you don't have to, like, spend as much money to make these things. Right. But it's scary because it's like now my mind is going to a place of, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah. And that's great. Like, yeah. that's a that's an amazing thing to do with monsters. Yeah, when the, when the mind begins to wander and starts coming up with images of by itself and yeah. you're, like, trying to f- comprehend what's going on and then... Sometimes you, you're you're creating something even scarier in your head than what's actually on screen. Exactly. Um, the last point that I wanted to make was like the longevity of monsters, because again, I talked about it where it's like you know you have early as like 1910, 1920s of like silent films where you have like Lon Chaney Senior of like the uh, the Phantom of the Opera, the good one, not the romantic one. Yeah. I get really pissed off about that. Yeah. He was originally a horror movie. <laughs> Stop making him Broadway romance. Yeah. Show the gross half of your face. <laughs> um, but like, again, like Dr. Caligari and Nosferatu and then working your way into the 30s of like the universal monsters, which like are some of the most like well known. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember last Halloween, I think it was, uh, I went to some department store and they had like they kind of, they, it's like a whole thing now it's like mm-hmm. they come back like the the and like the it's i think it's called it was called like classics or something it's like mm-hmm. movie classics or horror movie classics or whatever it was and they're they're selling costumes now of the original monsters mm-hmm. which it's, is cool yeah it is and then like one of my favorites is a uh, creature from the black lagoon which does not get a lot of like message behind it like nobody really talks about it no but again too it's a great misunderstanding of a creature where it's like it's just this creature that wants to thrive and live in its own habitat. Yeah. And these humans are coming in and it's like, oh, what the fuck is that? We need to capture that and kill it and yeah. take it back and study it. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of like mo- work your way out of like the 30s. And then over time, like you kind of end up getting like this different form of like movie monsters. Like you get almost like the humans where it's like it's scarier. Like one of your favorites, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Shout like, out TCM. Leatherface is a monster. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then you get like that. I I feel like that kind of like catapulted everything for slasher films. Yeah. Um. That and like Halloween, like those were like the catalysts for it. And then you get like probably one of the best eras for horror during like that '60s '70s period where it's like all these faces came in and it's like nobody knew where the fuck they were coming and nobody knew at the time. That these were going to be, like, these standout, like, creatures. Yeah. Like, you have Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers, like, Leatherface. You have Chucky that comes in. You have Pinhead. You have Candyman. Like, you have all these creatures that just come out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's, like, they kind of, like, run the horror industry for, like, a good, like, 10, 15 years. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's still tried and true. I mean, what, mm-hmm. they made... uh they just re- recently made a, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie on Netflix, which was terrible. But oh, I mean, horrible. but I mean, it's te- it's just proving to you like the longevity, mm-hmm. right? Like, 
they're still making scream movies, mm-hmm. right? Like the they're still making Halloween. Chucky movies. They're still making Halloween. Mm-hmm. That well, well, we got Halloween ends that comes out when this comes out, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like there's, there's, there's all of these creatures and monsters and slashers and whatnot that are around for you know that they've been around for 40 years. Mm-hmm. It's like why exactly, Jason? I don't love the Friday the Thirteenth films, but I love a few of them. I think yeah, I mean some of them are fine, like. Jason X is so silly. Uh, the other, I think it was Jason th- three or four, whichever one has like the, like the really funny uh, James Bond intro. I really oh, I think like. it's three. Yeah, that one's cool. I like that one yeah. because it's like okay, it's being self aware. I I like um, Jason takes Manhattan, just for the simple fact that like. 90% of the movie takes place on a boat and the last 15 minutes he's actually in Manhattan. <laughs> so it's like he doesn't really take it. <laughs> but I think that was the one where it's like afterwards then it went to Jason X and then that's Jason X is super good. Yeah, it's silly. It's, it's it's horrible but it's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh I mean it's just it just shows you that movie monsters and creatures and and whatnot are pretty much going to be a forever thing. Mm-hmm. Something else that I guess you would, I don't know if you would consider it a movie monster, but I mean, haunting movies have been around forever and mm-hmm. they still make them all the time. Like ghosts and demons and yeah. and all that. I mean, they're, they're, they're around forever. Listen, like one of my favorites is still like um, the house on haunted Hill. And part of that's just because like Vincent Price has the best voice in horror ever. Yeah. It's just so smooth and so elegant that like <laughs> I'm charmed but afraid of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like ghost movies really do fit that bill too. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's an argument to be made about just like a human, like a guy, mm-hmm. like a guy or a killer is considered a monster, right? Yeah. I mean, you look you at You look at like a, a Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. Right, yeah. Or uh fucking Funny Games, the two guys mm, in Funny yes. Games. It's like that's those are monsters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the people from Hostel. Yeah, right. Like, that's those are just normal people. Yeah, exactly. But like, it fits the bill so well. And then it kind of, like, it's that time era, too, that, like, brought it into our homes where it's like, oh, we really can't trust, like, anybody. Yeah. Because, like, anybody could be a monster. Yeah, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I like I like feeling bad. <laughs> I like feeling scared constantly. That's like one of my favorite things. But that's all I got for for movie monsters. Cool. Um, a recommendation? Yeah, uh, kind of goes hand in hand. Um, we were talking about it earlier. I do want to recommend Werewolf by Night from Marvel. Um, didn't love it. Boo! I watched it. I didn't love it either. Yeah, directed by uh, Michael Giacchino. Yeah. Um, but what I do love about it is it's different from It's Marvel. very different than anything I've seen from Marvel, obviously. It, yeah, like, it is something where it's like, I can't believe they had the balls to let him do this. Because, like, one, the werewolf itself looks like an homage yeah. to, like, the 1920s, 1930s style. And I liked that. I always get worried with werewolf films because it's like, you got to have the werewolf look good and you got to have the transformation look good. Yeah. If you don't have that, it's garbage. Um, and I think they played like somewhat of a smart way to get around like the transformation scene where it's like they show it from like the shadow point. Right. Yeah. Which is good. Um, again, it's also kind <clears throat> of like a classic thing too. Yeah. It's like you don't have to show like everything for it. Like you can show like the old style thing of like, oh, hair growing on the hand or like the ears getting pointy, like right, something like yeah. that. And then that's it. Yeah. But it's like, it, it is something different. It is very gory, which again, I was very 
Yeah, I remember when when I saw the the guy that Asian dude get his arm cut off. I yes. was like, wow! They, <laughs> and they showed it and they committed. I was mm-hmm. like, holy crap! I'm impressed. That or like the Viking guy when he got like his head just completely he, blown up. Yeah, like very like I'm impressed because again I made that joke of like, oh, he went and was like, oh, can I add this gore? And like nobody told him no. Yeah, and he was like, all right, cool. I'm just gonna keep going then. Right. So it's like it is something different from marvel it yeah. is definitely something where it's like it's just a one-off thing i will I say it was better than i thought it was going to be yeah. i was i was i thought it was going to be awful yeah <laughs> it wasn't awful but it, it also wasn't great it, yeah <laughs> it's not the best but it is an homage it is something different it did introduce like a couple of off-brand marvel characters that like i never thought would actually get anything so like kudos to them like man things in it which the last time I checked, there was a weird, like, 2006, like, Man-Thing film that wasn't by Marvel that they just were like, oh, we have the rights, we're going to make it. And it was kind of like this weird horror movie, but nobody saw it, nobody loved it, so. Yeah. I recommend Werewolf by Night. Okay. You must be asking what we're going to do next. I'm, I'm, I'm just, my boots are shaking. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. So, we are going to be doing one of the classics, um, like a, like an older style horror film. Uh, one that I think is very, very underrated um, for what it is. And I think you'll love it because there is a lot of body horror in it. Um, Brian Usna's Society. Never heard of this. The movie's called Society. It's really cool. You'll okay. you'll like it. It's a little on the nose, but like it's really cool. Okay. It's a very well done film that did not get a lot of love. All right. And we love showcasing films that... Don't have a lot of uh, a lot Knowledge. of conversation about it. Yeah, that's something that I actually really enjoy doing is mm-hmm. being like putting people on to movies. Like, oh, you ne- why is nobody talking about this yeah. movie? So, <laughs> all right, so Society mm-hmm. by who? Brian Usna. Okay, uh, look forward to that. Zach, take us out. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits.